All right, welcome in. Bird Droppings, episode five. Today, we're talking about the wild day that was Sunday in sports. Here we go. All right, so starting off this crazy day that was Sunday, we have to start with somebody or with a team that I've already talked about in the Cincinnati Reds because they did something that's so insane to me that I, I mean, I, it's, I'm flabbergasted at it. It doesn't make any sense. It defies logic. Something that's only happened... A handful of times ever. This is that same team that a couple weeks ago talked about how they were 3-22 and and on pace for 19 total wins. Well, they'd been on a hot streak actually going into yesterday and were 6-3 and in their last nine. It's not bad. Granted, most of these, most of these wins happened to be against the Pirates, but... You know, it's better than what it's been until yesterday when you run out your rookie first-round draft pick, Hunter Green, on the mound, and he gives you a gym. He's unbelievable. He goes seven and a third of no-hit baseball. He strikes out nine. Yeah, he walks five. And he walks... He walks his final two batters, and that's where he ran into trouble. So he walks a guy on first and second. He gets pulled from the game. Art Warren comes in, and immediately he walks a batter on on four pitches. Now let's take a step back with this game, and let's talk about what what the Reds' offense had done to this point. In the first inning, the Reds' offense goes through three up, three down. Second inning, fly out, single, double play. The next inning, three up, three down. Then you get back-to-back singles that advance on a wild pitch in the fourth inning. Runners on second and third, ground out to end the inning. Three of three up, three down in the fifth. Three of three down in the sixth. You can only draw a walk in the seventh, and you've done nothing. You have three hits. You have four base runners. Nothing, really. Nothing going at all. All game. Not enough. And that's how you end up in a zero-to-zero game with one out, Bases loaded, and you haven't allowed a hit. Well, sure enough, Cabrian Hayes hits a chopper to the second baseman. Second baseman kind of fumbles it and then flips it to second to try to start a double play, and it's too late. Cabrian Hayes is safe at first. And it goes in the book as a fielder's choice. A run scores. You're throwing a no-hitter 
and you've allowed a run, and your offense is giving you nothing. Well, the Reds get the final out of the inning, and sure enough, like clockwork, they come up in the top of the ninth, pop out, line out, ground out. And there you have it. The Reds throw eight innings of a no-hitter and lose. This has happened six times ever. That's insane. This is is one of those things that, of course, it would happen to the Reds. It can only happen to the Reds. It's the first time since 2008 when the Angels no-hit the Dodgers and lost. The The other instances, the Red Sox in 92 no hit the Indians. The Yankees in 90 no hit the White Sox. The Orioles in 67 no hit the Tigers. And the Colt 45s no hit the Reds in 1964. But yes, this is something that's so rare and absurd that it had only happened five other times. A perfect game is considered, what, the most rare thing in sports? And there's 23 of them? This has happened only six times. This should never happen. And everybody in that locker room should apologize to Hunter Green. I don't know how they can walk in the locker room and face him. He pitched a gym. And he gets a loss without allowing a hit. Because, yes, he is responsible for the runners on first and second. But, oh, my gosh. Give him something. Give him two runs. Give him one. Give him one, and he can get out of the game without taking a loss. He just had the best game of his young career. And he took a loss. He didn't allow a hit. That's a joke. But that's what we've come to expect from the Cincinnati Reds. Elsewhere in sports, yesterday, I'm going to breeze over the first NBA Game 7 because the Celtics, they took care of business against the Bucks, And they advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. The first NHL Game 7 did not disappoint. The Pittsburgh Penguins went on the road to Madison Square Garden to play the New York Rangers. And I don't know if any of you have watched playoff hockey. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But it's like there's a certain pace. There's a freneticness, a franticness that really can't be matched in any other sporting event. Maybe maybe like a hook and ladder play in a playoff game in football. Maybe that could get get to that point. But every every playoff hockey game has a little bit of it. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers after three periods we're still tied at three. 
So they go to overtime. And let me tell you, that frantic pace, it escalates, gets exponentially more frantic in overtime. Now, what's what's what was unique about this game is Jake Gensel had one of the most coordinated goals I've ever seen in my life. He had a pass across in front of the goal that he kicked into the air, tipped up with his stick, and then swatted it in the back of the goal. While Igor Shesterkin, the goalie for the Rangers, was trying to snag the puck out of the air. But we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about this game. But it was great. The atmosphere was unbelievable. It was loud. The place went berserk when the Rangers won in overtime. And it was just, it was the embodiment of everything you want out of a Game 7 in the NHL playoffs. Now, transition from a great game to maybe the worst playoff game we've seen in any sport in a long time. The other NBA Game 7. The Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. What on earth happened to the Phoenix Suns down the stretch? What on earth happened to their stars? At halftime of this game, it was 57-27. The Suns had 27 points at halftime in an NBA game. That's low scoring for college. Luka Doncic himself had 27 points at halftime. And it only got worse. The lead stretched to 56 at one point. I mean, it was the definition of a beatdown. The definition of obliteration. If you look in the in the dictionary, there's a picture of this game. The Suns had two players in double digits. Chris Paul had 10. Devin Booker had 11. Both of them laid eggs. DeAndre Ayton laid an egg. Everybody laid an egg. Then on the Mavs side, Spencer Dinwiddie goes off. Luka drops 35. It's a total team victory. And you have this this storyline that developed where over the course of this series... The Suns were kind of arrogant jerks, like taking subtle shots at Luka and then taking not-so-subtle shots at Luka. Like when Devin Booker gets fouled and lays on the ground forever and calls it the the Luka special. Then you had the awesome moment of Luka after one of the losses, I think it was game five maybe. He's walking to the locker room and says, everybody acts tough when they're up. Everybody acts tough when they're up. Well, Luca came back with a vengeance from that point on. And man, it was one of the most impressive things that I've seen. It was awesome. And then to cap it all off, you have this 
wonderful moment after the game where Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki embrace on the court in Phoenix. And if you're a Dallas Mavs fan, like, that's almost full circle for you. You had Dirk his whole career. And then as his time fades away, you have a new young star. Both from Europe. And that that's the cleanest example of a true passing of the torch in an organization. And now, Luka Doncic, who coming into the game had been averaging 39 points in elimination games. Here, here's the stats in elimination games. 39-9-9, nine, nine, 46-7-14, 33, 11, and 8, and then last night, 35, 10, and 4. It's crazy when 35, 10, and 4 falls short of your averages. He averaged, he averages 38.3 points per game in elimination games. The highest in the NBA history. And that's the face of your franchise. He has you in the Western Conference Finals. And oh my gosh, he's still young. He's still going to get better. I cannot wait to watch this Mavs team with Luka over the next decade. Before we move to what was probably the most insane game of the day, kind of briefly in the middle of when the Dallas Stars-Calgary Flames game Becomes complete chaos. Over on ESPN, <laughs> in a 15-2 to two ball game, Albert Pujols was pitching. <laughs> he was throwing 62 on the mound. He threw one in the 40s. Was the, he became the second player in MLB history with 600 home runs to pitch. He's on a list with himself and Babe Ruth. Funny enough, while he was on the mound, he faced the opposing position player pitching in Luis Gonzalez. And Luis Gonzalez takes him deep to right field and became just the second pitcher to hit a home run this season because now... Now we have DHs in both leagues. So pitchers don't bat. Well, he hit a home run. Sure enough, the next batter is Giants catcher Joey Bart. And he takes Albert Pujols deep to left. So not only did Albert Pujols pitch for the first time in his career, he gave up back-to-back home runs. And it was just like... It was just something a little extra to add to the ridiculousness that had been that day in sports. And it wasn't done. Because flip it back over to ESPN2 and the Dallas Stars-Calgary Flames game is taking place. And Jake Ottinger, the goalie for the Dallas Stars, is in God mode. He's 
he's out of his mind. He's standing on his head. Use whatever, whatever phrase, whatever metaphor you want to use. He's getting peppered with shots. And he'd been great all series. He had a 95% save percentage. But he was even better last night. It was crazy. Here he is, a 23-year-old, playing in his first playoffs. And he's giving one of the greatest performances by a goalie in playoff history. And and not just for 60 minutes. It was tied 2-2, two to two, so they go to overtime. He was unbelievable in overtime. There's There's a clip, if you can find it on Twitter, I mean, of about... 20 seconds of him diving back and forth across the goal makes about four saves in a row. He finishes the game with 64 saves on 67 shots on goal. That's the second most in the history of the NHL in in a game seven. Most since 1987. Most saves by a goalie that young ever in a playoff game. He finished the series with 272 saves, which is third most by a goalie in a playoff series ever. The advanced stats loved, loved his performance last night even more than maybe we could have put into perspective on our own. According to Natural Stat Trick, his goals above expected. So goals above expected is you take the average save percentage by a goalie and you basically take the amount of shots on goal and you stack that up with the average save percentage. He should have allowed 3.75 more goals. He was unbelievable. And everybody, everybody was losing their mind on Twitter if they were still awake. Because it was late. And then finally, he lets one through, and they lose 3-2 to two in overtime. But the entire team skated out to meet him, to give him a pat on the shoulder, give him a pat on the head, tell him he played an unbelievable game. And then as they go through the handshake line, every single Calgary Flame player stopped, took a moment, and and really gave him the respect he deserved. Told him how great his performance was. Told him how unbelievable he was. And you can't help but hurt for Jake Ottinger. Because he he put in one of the greatest performances of all time in a loss. And, you know, kind of bringing it full circle, I, I can't... I can't imagine what yesterday was for two young players in their respective sports. Hunter Green with the Cincinnati Reds, Jake Ottinger for the Dallas Stars. If you're their teammates, I mean, how how do you look those guys in the eye after they just gave you the greatest performances of their careers? Hunter Green... 
he'll have plenty of time, plenty of room to grow. He's still a rookie. He can make another run at a no-hitter maybe. Jake Ottinger, it's going to be hard to, t- to beat what he just did. But in both instances, both teams' offenses gave their gave their pitcher and their goalie nothing. And I, I, I just I don't know how how if you're on their team, you can come back to the locker room and look that guy in the eye. Like I don't I don't know what Hunter Green and Jake Ottinger would even say to their teammates. I mean, if you're Hunter Green, you're saying. My bad guys, I should have thrown a perfect game. If you're Jake Ottinger and you said, my bad guys, I should have saved 67 plus. I should have been perfect, even though it's impossible in hockey. I mean, you you can't help but feel for those two guys. But yeah, I mean, you had bookend historic performances by young up and coming stars in two different sports that capped off what was a wild and crazy sunday in sports but yeah i think that's about going to do it today uh, i'll try to be back later this week may come out earlier than friday I will be traveling Um, but yeah so keep an eye out for that thank you for joining me for bird droppings